Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tales from the Podcast is brought to you by the following generous sponsorships. The Happy Hour News Team. Check them out at www.happyhournewsteam.com. Talesfromthepodcast.com, where you can pick up your copy of Tales of Shock and Terror, number one. The Skewered Universe Podcast. And viewers like you. to another episode of Tales from the Podcast. I'm JB, there's Uncle Ron and Jeff. How are huh? you motherfuckers doing today? Uh, I go on Monday and get the brace for my legs so I cannot be a smart man anymore, Jenna. <laughs> no. Nice. Nice. I'm good, it's been hot and we had to have a pest control guy out today, but you know, that's fine. Look, you shouldn't you, call you your wife that. Out? You shouldn't call your wife oh, that, it's pretty bad. God. I hope Dude, if okay if I if I called my wife the pest to have pest control out I wouldn't be live on this podcast right now you she know, would be dangling my head around for you to see I Just saw her walking behind you by the way comedy movie is mm-hmm. the pest we've never talked with you much about comedy movies but I truly love that movie the pest I I think you need to watch more comedies uh, no <laughs> yeah I'm gonna stick it. The, like five to ten of them that I actually really enjoy, and fuck the rest. So I mean, you is, obviously uh, have you ever seen Doctor Strange Love for Christ's sake? Yeah, that that's way better than the pest. No, See, that's a, that's a hole in my in my catalog. But what? 
Hey, I don't have time to see everything, so I'm trying to fit in as so much. Just as watch I can. the good stuff. Or oh, whatever. So, anyways, we're here to talk about a movie, and we got a guest this evening. We do. And we do. <laughs> there you go. So, our guest tonight. Stop fighting in the war room. We got Neil from Top Ten Films coming in with us. Who is? There's his finger. <laughs> uh oh, no sound. Oh no! I don't know. Maybe I can hear him if I Hulk Hogan it. Nope, nothing. Nope, no. Nope. It hurts inside. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he's hearing us either. Ooh, if he's on his phone, you might have to go ahead and back out and come back in. So, uh, I will try a reintroduction here in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, we were having such a good conversation beforehand. As soon as we go live, yeah, it's like you know, he and I are just like totally like getting into the nitty gritty of like the deep down shit about horror and film, and then all of a sudden we go live, and it's like he be, he becomes Helen Keller. Hey, and uh, Courtney, if you're watching, it ain't my issues this week. It's not me. You you can't be comparing motherfuckers to Helen Keller. <laughs> Like, let's go ahead and see. Hey, Neil. I there? could hear you now. I couldn't hear you guys before. Okay. Ah, oh, good, 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 good. You almost made me spit water all over my phone, my keyboard, and everything here. I would have shorted out my whole setup. Yeah, well. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I don't know why I couldn't hear you guys. It uh, happens, I, man. I, Trust me. As as the resident person with issues, usually, I, I get it. But I'm you sharing your internet connection with Neil? They're both on the same Wi-Fi. So, anyways, Neil, Neil's actually in the other room right now, across the wall from Jeff. That's why he has tech issues. The yeah, I guess I, similar colors. Well, I hit the mic thing, and it was on. Uh, yeah, it can be touchy, especially when you're using any kind of, you know, non-computer, if you will. So, and obviously, I'm pretty sure you're on a phone. Yeah. Okay, so, anyways, Neil, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Obviously, you're a horror fan of some, you know, to some extent. Of some regard. Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm yes. A horror, yeah, I'm a horror fanatic. I've uh, always been since I was a kid. Um, you know, I got the Fangora magazines and Gore Zone and all that shit and posters and watched. Uh, I my my favorite genre is, is slasher films, which is a subgenre. That's that's what I tend to like, but I like all types of horror across the board. But um, I've been writing for a website out of England called Top Ten Films, and uh, I do top ten film lists for them and, and articles, usually anniversary articles, which I did do a Friday the 13th anniversary article for them, I do believe, at one point. So nice. big, big part two fanatic. Uh, part two is my favorite. Yeah, I knew I liked this guy, and it wasn't just his beard. <laughs> I'm the only one without any facial hair, by the way, or a hat. Yeah, but you know, I I defend part two to the till, you know, the end of time. It, it's but the just... real question is, where's Paul? <laughs> right? <laughs> did he die or not? Or did he not? Exactly. Or or Ted? You know, Ted. I'm gonna say that they this had a is ball the, at the bar, man. This is the only, I think, the only Friday the Thirteenth film where drinking and partying saved Same people's deal. lives. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you, you, you're definitely not wrong there. So, Neil, how long, no, have, you been, uh, how long have you been doing these uh, top 10 um, for uh, this, I've been um, writing for top 10 films at UK. 2012. So, a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a few years after they started doing it because they, when did they come out? Like 2009 or 2008? What What's that? The, the, the website that you're doing the website, reviews to. I, I think 2009 DM started it, but if you go on it, it's a pretty fun site. I yeah, that was 2009. Yeah, 2009. I, I shared it, shared your page and everything too, so people can right, go yeah. ahead and check out you know, your work there. A lot as of well as your own. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of horror stuff on there, but something that catch my you know caught my eye right away is top ten Christian Slater films, which is another thing you have in common with Ron. Ron has been trying to have you know sex with Christian Slater for about twenty years. No, 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 no. I'm a big true romance fan. It has nothing to do with anything else yeah, he's but, done. Yeah, but you have you to mean, be a Christian Slater fan to be a true romance fan. I mean, he made that. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, but I would also it, argue that Patricia Arquette. Uh, Everybody was great in the film. <laughs> right. yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, that character of Clarence is just like, you know. Well, my my thing is that I had the first, okay, I can't say that I had a crush on anyone from my first horror film because the first horror film I saw was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And, I mean, I am in Wisconsin, and we do wear people's skin as clothes, but that's a whole other thing. Um, the first crush I had from a horror film was Patricia Arquette from Part 3. Because she was yeah. just like, how's she holding up nowadays? I don't care. Um, and uh, I like and, your sister better, Rosanna. But and uh, and uh, the first time that my pants moved without me touching them was during Howard the Duck, but that's just Leah Thompson. Um, yeah, she, up, she does that to everybody all I, the hey, time. Look, I do not have sex with animals, but I do like slaughtering hogs once in a while. No, I mean, Leah Thompson is, is sexy as all. Unfortunately, Ed Gale, the man who played Howard the Duck, also got his pants a little tight, too. Well, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> I didn't like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, are, see, I was I, probably the only person who, who didn't like that movie. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good movie, but I, I just enjoy it for what it is. You know? Sure. I mean, as a not, kid, I liked it, but as a kid, I wasn't very picky about what movies I enjoyed. So... It's very much a kids movie because it's it's not offensive to, well, to I mean, children. You know, I'm, I'm probably gonna get like burned at the stake for saying this because in your your other pod, the Friday Thirteenth, when you did the first original podcast, um, you mentioned Goonies, and I just think you know I loved it as a kid, but I just think it's completely overrated. Personally, I, well, I I, 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 I love it. it. I, you know, I, I, you know I, it's I, a I, great. It's a great film, but I mean, it's like um, you watch it now, and it just it, it doesn't. Thanks, Gordy. The best of time. Well, I've never seen it, and I was told don't watch it now because it won't have the same impact. No, no, nah, it, it, it's definitely it's won't. a coming of age. It's kind of a coming of age film. If you saw it as a kid, which I didn't, I saw it later, probably in my twenties, and I was like, okay, I can see why kids would like this. But like I said, my movie as a kid growing up was Monster Squad. There's two camps. There's the Monster Squad camp. There's the Goonies camp. And so many people still don't remember Monster Squad. I'm like, but Wolfman's you know, got an is... There you go, Ron. Well, now my that's dick's the, hard. That's the first woman to make Ron's dick uh, 
There you no, go. I said Leah Thompson was. Yeah, whatever. See, going back to Christian Slater, I would have thought that Ron was was waiting for for Christian to clean his cube. No, I like to pump up my volume. Big, though. Um, look, you would think. Hey, I'll tell you guys right now. You would think I was like a a sixteen year old girl because my I I'm a big Corey's fan. I like probably what sixteen year old girls liked in in back License in the eighties. I don't know why. License to Drive, Dream a Little Dream. That was my camp. Uh, the Burbs. Also, wait a minute. Um, didn't uh, we not? The movie. If, if, I my, my if I remember yeah, correctly, Christian's we later. didn't get we didn't get Corey in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five because of the Goonies. That's correct. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you, Steven Spielberg. I don't know. Yeah. Goonies is great, though. I don't care what anybody says. I'm never going to no, give up on that one. it's a fun movie. I mean, it's fun. It, it yeah. just, it's hard to watch now, you know, but but I loved it as a kid. It's, it's hard I can to watch on. it on VHS now, but, I mean, after watching it in 4K, it's not horrible. I, mean, I, I still love the damn thing. I could throw on License to Drive and still laugh and, you know, be entertained. And Well, let's, let's talk about... That's just let's, me. Let's talk about horror for just a second before we get into the movie, um, because we're going to go on forever about the movie. Um... When it comes to horror, I love asking horror fans this. Is there a horror film that you've seen that you cannot watch again? Not because it scared you, but because it made you so uncomfortable that it fucks with your brain. Ooh, that's uh, a good question. I know yeah. what mine is. I, you know, it's it, not a lot. Like, uh, I could watch, I have a big pretty big threshold i could watch those like human centipedes and not really get to what 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 um like disturbs me is more like um where it's varique like like you guys ever hear like the august underground stuff yeah it's complete <laughs> bullshit and horrible but it's it and it's 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 not good at all but the way the way that that guy filmed it is is disturbing because it's almost like you're there with him even though it's all fake and you know i mean right. obviously but even just the plot lines are just absolutely di disturbing and disgusting. There's another film called Feed, which is really disturbing. Just just by the, the storyline and the plot, not so much the gore. So that's kind of what disturbs me more is like when the plot is really uh, <clears throat> psychologically disturbing. Mine was Threads. What was it? Threads. I've never seen that. It's it's out on I forgot who put it out, but it's out on uh, Blu-ray now. It was a made-for-TV movie in the UK. Uh, it was like their answer to the day after. Oh, okay. Um, and it's the where where the where the day after you can kind of separate it from reality because there's John Lithgow, there's Flounder from Animal House, there's Steve Gutenberg, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. You know, Jason Robards, <laughs> he's just some random doctor. Um, whereas the UK version, you don't know anybody and they get really in depth about how dropping 80 megatons on Sheffield is going to basically wipe out everything. You know, they, they go into the whole getting cancer from working in the fields to get whatever you can out of it because of there's no ozone layer anymore and all this other kind of shit. And there is a, a, a woman, um, getting, uh, a young girl getting raped and then when she gives birth it just basically comes out like a big glob of blood because of all the radiation and it's just like so 
fucked. Well, I can answer your question. It's not horror, but the film that disturbed me that I can only, I'll never watch again is Kids. It's a horrible film, but it's, yeah, I can't stand that film. I argue with people on that film all the time. It's a horrible film. I like the soundtrack. That's about it. Soundtrack is 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 good. Yeah, the soundtrack I agree is is pretty. Yeah, pretty Folk cool. Implosion is the natural one. Yeah. Great song. Great song, but that's about it. And I mean, um, what's his name? The, the kid who died is a fantastic actor, um, but it, you know, I mean, it had decent. It, it started talent, obviously, Chloe Sevigny and Rosario. Uh, but the, the plot was Justin just Pierce, right? What's that? Justin Pierce. Justin Pierce, yeah, he was, he would he would have been a, an amazing actor, you know. Sadly enough, and the other the other kid who played the the, the speech impediment kid, he he's a decent actor too. I mean, the acting was good, but the plot and the storyline was completely over. Was that a Harmony Corinne movie? Yeah. Oh God! And then we get Spring Break. Yeah, the same person. But he makes bizarre films. He's he's in, in a class of his own. Yeah. You know, his films are are really strange. So but, I um, think. Time to get into the into the into the meat of the matter, don't you agree? So let's uh, let me give a quick. Well, we're we're going to get into. Uh, I'll do a quick rundown of the film, and then we'll just t- talk about it, give our thoughts the whole nine. That's that's what I'm supposed to do, right, JB? Can I have my brain medicine back now? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two is, I'd argue, is when it picks up. Because we don't know the timeline from the end of part one to the beginning where Alice gets killed by Jason. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> I love how um, I can't remember her fucking name now. The woman who plays Alice. Adrian King. Adrian King. King. I love how she said that she had no lines going on, uh, going in, that everything, a lot of it was improv. <laughs> she didn't even realize that they weren't going to have her in the rest of the movie. And I just think that that's hilarious. But um, and then it goes. She really there. capitalized off this role, though. I mean, oh god, yes. From the, well, the I mean, film would, shit and everything. You guys else. know she was supposed to be in it, but she had a real life stalker. Right. So right. Yeah. That's why she yeah. Did. I was gonna touch on that because so many people, I don't think, understand <laughs> how crazy of a time it was in the eighties and how easy it was to get a hold of that information. People say it's easy now. When you could just walk into any DMV in any state and go, hey, I need a list of names and just pay for a printout and find out where they lived. Well, not only that, but when, um, the, like, I think, I think I mentioned this last week, but when uh, the movie came out, Cisco and Ebert basically told everybody what town Betsy Palmer lives in so they could write her hate mail. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know what? And then those guys just shit on the weirdest movies, you know. But well, they hated horror. Yeah. I think well, I mean, at this horror- point, yeah. At the end of his life, Ebert couldn't take it on the chin, so. There's only two horror films that they liked, Cisco and Ebert. It was Halloween and um, The Thing. That's it. They gave them, they gave them both, um, like, four, they, they gave The Thing four stars. They praised The Thing, uh, which was Even though it was a commercial from, bomb, which is weird. Was, yeah, which is, uh, you know, kind of ironic, but, and they loved yeah. Halloween. So they they were Carpenter fans, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, Jason goes and he kills... Um. Uh, okay, I gotta bring this up. He moves the tea kettle because it's gonna make noise and draw attention. He may mm-hmm. be a mindless killer at the for the most part, but he's not stupid. Um. And uh, I'll, that's something else we'll get into. 
But and then I think it's like five years later, David and uh, or Paul and I was going to say and yeah, uh, Paul and Jenny are running the uh, the camp counselor training program. And we're Pack-a-nack. Pack-a-nack Lodge. Pack-a-nack, uh, yes. Oh, I've played plenty of Friday the 13th and um, <laughs> they're on the same lake as uh, Camp Blood. And Filmed in Connecticut, them. my home state. Oh, there you go. Perfect. And they go and the, and the two people, I forget their names, but they're the ones that get the, the uh, um, twisted, twitched to death nerve treatment. They have to go over there and get, to, and they have to see Camp Blood. They have to see Camp Blood. Um, and things are really built up for a while. Uh, and we all know um, that things are off the rail the minute Crazy Ralph dies. Because I think in part one, she didn't kill Crazy Ralph because he didn't have anything to do with what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. I think as crazy as Pamela was. Well, I mean, he was, he she was had actually helping control. her. What's that? He, he was actually helping her because she didn't want the kids at the campsite. And he was warning them. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah, uh, classic harbinger. Ex- yeah, exactly. He's the old man at the gas station, like Cabin in the Woods. But, um, uh, so we go through, you know, crazy Ralph dies. And then I'm trying to think that, and then the, the sheriff is admonishing Paul for not doing anything when they go over to camp blood and the cops, well, they don't get second servings of dessert. dessert that's right. Yes. And, uh, there, the, the cop is driving away. And, uh, if you've ever done any kind of research on Friday the 13th, he said, that's the first and only time he ever drove a car was when he was doing his scene and and jason comes sprinting across the road and he goes following him and he finds jason and he left the door open yeah and he left the door open (laughs) uh like a fucking moron well cop um he uh follows him and he finds this weird ramshackle kind of house and he sees something but we don't know what it is yet but for his trouble he gets the back end of a hammer in in the back of his head uh, and then the next, who's the next one? Yeah. Oh, the next one. Well, you know what's interesting about that scene? Not to inter- is that he didn't, um, they were originally going to make a, a model of uh, Winslow, Deputy Winslow's head. Uh-huh. Uh, I think what's his name? Jake Marks was their name, I the actor. So. Um, but they wanted, they wanted his um, true uh, reaction when he gets hit with the hammer. So they they decided they to really did it. A pack, and yeah, <laughs> that's why he never no, drove really them. Um, um, and and ever since that day, Jack Marks has had a really rough time doing any acting. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, has he's a lot a of stage hard, actor. He has a he has a hard time eating solid food too. But um, and, why? Because he's dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then and from that point, it becomes the stereotypical slasher. Um, I forget what I, I, their name. See, that's that's the thing. This is why I like slashers so much, is because, and I'm sorry, I'm laying down, but I hurt my legs, so I'm kind of. But uh, it kind of because you don't really remember a lot of the people's names, and you don't give a shit because they're just fodder. No, you remember? You remember right, the kills? I, you remember and Terry? That's makes, mm-hmm. And that's what makes part twos the. The goat yeah. because of the kids. Well, and, and, and let's let's be honest, kills? you know, he's hanging upside down. He gets the and what's really funny is when you're watching it, he gets the 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 back end of the machete across his neck. But I can explain what that was. That tip that that particular machete was sharp on both sides. It was a it was a specific machete. Uh-huh. 
So that's what that's how they got away with that. But well, that's ruining, what, what's, that's what's ruining the, my favorite kill then. What's not the that one. fucking audience going to know that that's a specific machete? But right, yeah, right, right. Type of machete that's sharp on both sides. And then, I always figured maybe it was the point at the edge that was sharp enough that came across because you do kind of see that come. So. But there's a lot of inconsequential kills in this movie, with the exception of Mark in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And it might be one of the greatest kills on screen of all time. Ever. Followed and by one of the hilarious And Bane of the Blood. But my favorite kill in... I'm, I get my balls fucking busted for this, but I can explain why it's so frightening to me is Lauren Marie Taylor's because the anticipation when he pops out of the bed and he's coming and he corners her, it's so frightening. It's very shallow. And then he stabs her in the stomach and and the little blood drips down her mouth. It's just such a frightening scene because picture yourself, you have nowhere to run and he's just coming at you and you can see his dark nails and wrapped around the butcher knife and the fright on oh, yeah. him is just unreal. Biggie so to me, that's out. the most tormenting kill. And it, you know, and Vicky that. was just trying to have sex with somebody who was in training. You know what? It's funny. Vicky was supposed to be the nice girl, and uh, I think they wanted her to be the, the the hometown sweet, nice girl, wholesome girl. But she ended up not being that, and they let her ride with it. So she well, wanted to get down with you know with Mark. Yeah, and then Mark went which down the stairs like, to check on him, like he could get up the stairs too, which is a little odd. There's little things in in part two that are a little, they don't kind of make sense, but it no, works somehow. No. I mean, um, this it is one of the very few movies where you see a girl trying to deliberately, actually, you know, on purpose, fuck the cripple dude. You don't see that very often in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean you know. Everybody was was paired up, man, and he was, you know. Yeah, but like, he was, was paired up with a bottle movie. bottle of booze. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, her her kill was frightening to me, though. It wasn't. Well, it was very jello, very jello. Oh, uh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna I get do. a lot of shit for this, but I am not a Dario Argento fan. Really? I I I, I it took me six tries to watch Suspiria because I kept falling asleep. It's he's not yeah, they're, they're they're drawn out scenes they're kind of like film he was like the kubrick of horror films argento you know pretty much but, but i am you know, glad that quick he, edits. I'm, I'm glad that he he exists because he if it wasn't for him we'd have no dawn of the dead so i have to you know there, oh. non-existent hats off to him <laughs> he's made some good films you know yeah but it's an acquired, acquired taste you know i mean it's not the Friday the Thirteenth were more influenced by I think like uh, Fulci and uh, uh, Dar- uh, um, Mario Bava definitely in that that, mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. the New but York River and all that kind of stuff. But part two we get to and then finally uh, uh, Ginny and Paul come back from the bar, uh, leaving everyone to survive, and uh, they show up and everything's dark like that usually is. And Paul, there's someone in this fucking room. And lo and behold, it's Jason wearing his tater sack. He just got done with his bag of Oritas, and he needed something to cover his face with. And uh, they get into the big fight. She takes off running. It's probably one of the most realistic back and forth <clears throat> the final girl and Jason in the entire franchise. She was the, 
badass. She was such, there is yeah. not a woman in the franchise that is as tough. As oh no, Kenny was the shit. No, and she was smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah They talked about the the child psychology stuff early on, Check and they just the they drop it quick, and then yeah. she does come back to use it, and you're like. She's she's thinking. She's not just oh I'm I'm just running and oh no I'm gonna die. She's like, no. She how can I use this to gain an advantage? And she immediately turned the tables but on. I mean, which can we go back and brilliant. talk about that that opening though? I mean, what this is what makes part two so fucking badass, fascinating, is that opening where they show the house in a suburban neighborhood. It's dark, raining, and then <clears throat> the little girl is jumping in through the puddle and she, she sings uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider. Now, that wasn't actually a little girl. It was one of the crew, crew um, women on the crew that actually sang that. And the Jason was also one of the crew, uh, I forgot her name, but they put her in, in the jeans and the boots. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that wasn't Dash in the beginning. Well, he, he, he came in late because yeah. they... Because I forget who it was, but somebody reached out to him and said, "Hey, look, the guy we got to play Jason is not working out. Garbage. Let's just yeah. call a spade a spade." And he, we need somebody. And he came in there. And any the only time you ever see Warrington Gillette is when they just put a little bit of makeup on his face and he jumped through. When the he window. jumped through yeah. the window. Yeah, yeah, that that's was his actual face. What people don't realize is that's his actual yeah. face. That, that's a really yeah. yeah, he also played in that movie Mask with Cher. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Warrington Gillette is Rocky Dennis. <laughs> well, every every time you see Jason running, that's Dash. I mean, yeah. he's basically in the whole movie. When oh, he's yeah. running after Ginny, that's all Dash. Yeah, and which is yeah. funny because he's a lot shorter than Warrington is. Yeah, he wasn't a big guy. No, but when I, mean, I met makes... when I met Dash, there's a the picture. There's like this much distance between the two of us uh, of how much taller I am, and I was still mm -hmm. fucking scared to death of him as he's holding a machete to my neck. You know, it's still scared to live and shit out of me. But, um, and then when I met Warrington Gillette getting pictures, uh, uh, selling pictures of him as Michael Myers or, or in the Jason, uh, hockey mask, it's like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> oh fuck. And I, my favorite story is, uh, I, I heard him, he, he was telling people at the table when I was there is dash was like, he, Warrington was selling pictures of Jason with the burlap sack on, but, and it was clearly Dash in the pictures, and he was selling them saying it was him. So Dash went over to him and like called him out on it in public. And people, people don't realize this Dash is a former New York cop. So right. he don't take any fucking mess. And from that point on, Warrington was just like real back offish kind of. And then the, the, when I was when I met Warrington, he was doing what Kane was doing, and he would start choking people. It's like no, yeah. no, Whoa. that's not your yeah. thing. Sorry, gimmick infringement. Like, do the do the movement looking like you're coming through a window at somebody. Do your own thing. Don't take from everybody else. This is the only for one moment. Even played Jason though, wasn't it? At that point, he was just. This was you know, the only one that Dash was in, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, it changed every movie up until seven, and then after that, it was Kane for a while. Well, yeah, and my well, thing is, one that argue with Kane being great at that role. I'm not. I'm not shit talking. I'm not about. a big. I. I mean, I'm. I like Kane as a as a, a public figure, but I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of his Jasons. You know, that's fair. Personally. I, um, at that point, it was zombie. You know, it just 
after like by six, I, I go up to six and then I'm like, I've seen them, but not really my, my cup of tea. Well, like I, I think that, I mean, I love Ted White in part four. He's fantastic. He was vicious. And to think, most brutal to think, Jason, most yeah. brutal J- Jason in the franchise. And I to mean, think that he doubled cool. fucking John Wayne. But my favorite non dash Jason is Richard Brooker. He was, oh, he was so scary too. Fuck. Oh, he was, he the way was he moved. Yeah. And in part three? Oh, yeah. Yeah, from part three. Yeah. I mean, all, yeah. all of those. I mean, but to me, the creepiest Jason is because he's he's an actual human and he's an average guy, which makes it even creepier is, is the sackhead. That, yeah. that sackhead, even though they got it from a movie called um, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, that's yeah. where they got the idea from. Which came which out. Which is also a really, really good fucking movie too. Good slash film. Gonna, it came I, out in '76. I don't care too much for the remake, but I like the original. The original is freaky, yeah. But that's where they got the mask idea from, and it was just easier yeah. with the makeup. Um, and it's creepy as fuck. I mean, that's creepy. Fuck yeah. The one eye, in the rope tied around it. It's, just- well, it's one of those things. It's it's grounded in a sense of reality. You could really imagine somebody, yeah, just putting a sack over their head with one eye to see. It makes yeah. sense. What, what I love that? is that the sequence where um, he's where uh, Dash has makeup all done to have the machete in his chest or in his uh, shoulder, yeah. and they're doing the bit with the uh, the pickaxe, and he cuts his finger real bad, and he has to go to the ER, yeah. and he's still got the machete in his shoulder, and people are looking yeah. at him like, "What's going on?" He's just yeah. like, "Whatever." He's reading a magazine. Yeah, that's so funny. That that scene is freak. I mean, you know, these these are all. <laughs> Solid backings of why part two is the best, man. I mean, what we're talking about. I mean, that scene where she's like, you know, you did good, Jason. Mommy's proud of you. And that yeah. goes, you know, with the the blur, the blurring of the camera. I mean, it's just brilliant for a slasher film. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and just uh, such an influential, uh, pinnacle, quintessential slasher film. And I, mean, I and that proves I, that I, Steve, Steve Miner is a far better director than Sean Cunningham. I mean, I liked one too. I mean, I, I did. I really did. I mean, PO, the POV, the, the, the whodunit. Like when you first saw that, nobody knew it was the mother. It was, I was, I was born no. actually crazy yeah. ending of that. It was so surprising. And people in the theaters were like, holy fuck. Because they thought That's it was just like a killer. Part of it alone is one of the best things about the original. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but it's so giallo based. Um, the, the way it was filmed with the POV is, is that's all giallo influenced. I think, I mean, you're not wrong. If, if, if only we got the gloves in every scene. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, scare, the scariest thing about part one is how little Steve Christie tips that waitress. Well, his kid was great. Now, what are you doing out in this weather? Yeah, right? right oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, that was just... That was one of the best fucking kills in the whole franchise. And he, I do want to really good kills in the first six films. The really really good kills you don't see, you know. Yeah. Um, even, like even, um, um, what's her name walking back? It just yeah. You know, you know she gets it. Yeah. She turns around from from um, what's his name hanging from the rope. Yeah. Um, and, you, you know, you just know it. it. Yeah. yeah. Or in and I know I'm going ahead, but in part six. There is quite possibly the bloodiest kill in the entire franchise, and we never see it. We just see the aftermath, and they open the cabin door, and it's blood, wall, you know, uh, floor to ceiling. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 I will argue up and down. 
Seven has one of the best fucking kills in the franchise. What, Sleeping Bear? Oh, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's... A, it was because the MPAA cut it down so much, though. Well, I'm not going to argue that, but tell me... That, like, it would have been better if they let him do it the four or five times you were supposed to. One. Well, they, they cut 45 minutes out of part two to make it a... Um, the MPAA did that, too, in, in part um, part two. These, yeah. All of these films, all of these films, notoriously got cut. The MPAA had their heads so far up their asses on any of these films. But yeah, when Part I Five mean, comes out, I mean, and it's well, basically America a horror. Not seen anything like this? I mean, when Friday the Thirteenth came out, people were fucking like, "What the fuck is this in the theaters?" You know, when they were when they were showing it in New York. And you know, and it, what what kind of kills me on that? What kind of kills me on that is if you looked at a lot of that like grindhouse seventies exploitation, it was cool. it wasn't any worse than any of that. So no. they could have looked at it and went, "Well, wait a minute, this could still play to an audience. We just have to give it an R. It's fine. Nothing was that crazy. It was made well, and like people were like, this is a real movie, but these kids are getting fucking slashed up, and you know, really sparked the slasher genre. I mean, look at what it, how many." Part one and two's influenced what My Bloody Valentine, Madman, um, several slasher films from 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 then uh, April Fool's Day, all that all that stuff. April that Fool's Day Portland featuring, featuring uh, Amy Steele. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, Amy Steele. So I want to I want to ask you guys all a question. So going back to the very beginning of this film, we see Jason show up. He's tracked yeah. Alice down. Now, do any of you have a problem with him having tracked her down to take her out as revenge for his mom? Do you have any issues with that whatsoever? Well, here, well, here's the thing. Okay, this is what's funny about part two is you got to kind of suspend this uh, disbelief because right. if you go back, okay, one Alice is in the boat. Okay, the 1958 the murders happened, right? Or, yeah. or he drowned, right? Supposedly. Okay, mm -hmm. so then it comes to 1980. Which is, in when he's in the boat, he looks to be about twelve years old. So that doesn't add up. Do the math. So right. you know, and then it flashes over. It, by that point of part one, he would have been a full-grown man. So how do you explain that? So it's just a suspension of disbelief. You have to kind of. Well, uh, my 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 explanation is that he's just been living in the woods. That she went. That his mom went nuts, and he's just been kind of living in the woods. Yeah. You and know? he's supposed to be dead too. But yeah. on top of that too. So it's just like yeah. You know, there's kind of there's some loopholes. But you know. Yeah, because I've heard some people go, Well, it doesn't make sense that he just shows up. I'm like, even if she was only a couple towns over, it is not outside the realm of disbelief that this man is like, You killed my mom, I will find you, I will get revenge. And then he goes back to the camp and is like, Now there's a bunch of other people here on my property that I gotta take care of. Fine, guess we're doing this. Well that's I like, like, like off Iran though. What's that? I got a question for for your uncle. Yes. Ron. Yes. Did did Ted score with the bartender? No. That's the question. No. no. I don't think so. No, she doesn't like you. She doesn't like you, Ted. <laughs> no. All right. No. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, I know a lot of women like it when a guy makes them laugh, but uh, you know, Ted what's, didn't, the, didn't what's, uh, what's Brown and sits on a piano? Beethoven's last movement. Um, you know, that kind of, yeah, bad joke, <laughs> bad joke popular. 
he might have got lucky. He might she might have bored him back. That's why he, he survived. He was maybe out of place. Maybe who knows? I mean, he also could be in the in the back with that guy that he asked if there's any after hour places. We don't know. True. I got an after hour place. It's my trailer out back. You want me to <laughs> fill up your you want me to fill up your gas tank? I will. <laughs> I always found it interesting that he's the one guy that stays at the bar, so he's like one of the few survivors of this movie, just because he was like, I'm just going to stay here and drink and have fun. Or well, the extras, too. Remember, there was more camp counselor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, was, there was like 20 people there, and yeah, then there they all went to as far as, as far as characters that we see on screen who have lines, I should say. Let me let me, let me quantify that. Because yeah. well, he is one of the, the main counselors. He is one of the main characters, yeah. so I should... Because by by that logic, it's also you. We also have to question in part eight how many people technically die because there were people on that boat that didn't survive that we didn't see. The the less we talk about part eight until we get there, the better. Part eight was ridiculous, but I saw it in the theater, but it was fun. I mean, because everyone was... knows that New York flushes toxic waste through their sewers at night. I mean, it right? makes sense. I mean, that's just how do you think we get shud? So it's all tied. So wait, Friday the Thirteenth is in the Chud universe. It's, it's linked to Chud. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, I'll, I'll buy that more than the uh, than the Evil Dead connection. Oh my God, the Evil so Dead there. connection in Friday the Thirteenth Nine in Jason Goes to Hell. Fuck that shit. No. I've never even heard this. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna get into oh, this real quick. Adam Marcus, <laughs> that piece of shit. And I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Adam Marcus says that because K&B was doing the effects on uh, part nine, that they brought in the Kandarian dagger. And if you pay, if it's blinking, you miss it. There's a copy of the Necronomicon. He says that she, oh, really? yeah, she used the, um, the Necronomicon to raise Jason up. Oh, okay. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Those movies, I just like I said, eight I, I saw in the theater. I, it was enjoyable. Seven is just forgettable for me. It's Carrie versus Jason. It was just completely ridiculous to me. It's just from from seven on. They just wanted to make money. They were like, "All right, let's fucking keep it going. Fuck it." And we got the money. We're gonna we're gonna double our triple our money. Let's just make fucking another one, another one. Same thing Frank with the Nightmare. No, Junior needed new tires for his Lexus. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean. The, 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 the true essence of the story is one through four. And then you got that little five one where they tried to do something different. And, you know, six was all right. Which I look back now and part five isn't as bad as I remember it being. It's just right, different. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like Halloween three. It's like Halloween yeah, three. Everyone was like, oh, it's different. And then you go back. And you're like, wait a minute. It's different, but it still works. You just... My thing with, with part five is that we get, um, they, they try to set up the whole, it's Tommy's the new Jason thing, but they also tried doing right. that in Halloween four with Daniel Harris, right, and then right, they went right. a completely different direction in part five. So it's kind of like, yeah. and, and that leads me to why I don't hate Halloween ends, because they tried something different. It may not have. I hated, I couldn't stand ends. It, 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 they it tried was... something different. I, I don't, I don't it didn't hit. It didn't hit, but at least they tried. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I just no. The twenty eighteen was good though. <laughs> I liked twenty eighteen absolutely, yeah. and I and I like mm -hmm. kills was all right too. It split perfectly because Jamie and Neil are not fans of ends, and Ron and I give ends 
its praise because we both enjoyed it for what it was and praise it for doing something that different. I, Wade me is supposed to be the next. Uh, he's uh, Michael well, Myers. For my money, when I did my review of, of Kills, I, uh, how did I, I open it? I said, this is the greatest Friday the 13th movie that I've ever seen because Michael was yeah. running around like Jason Voorhees killing people. He wasn't yeah. doing yeah. Michael kills. Yeah. He was before, before Halloween ends even came out, I already knew that I was going to have a big issue with it because Jason Blum is a piece of fucking shit. He's That's the simple. horror mecha guy now. He's the... You know, but he's just—he creates a bunch of bullshit. The max of horror. But that argument can go to oh. any production house anywhere that there's a bunch of bullshit in any genre, especially horror. There's a lot of guys just like him that have put out a bunch of garbage. So, I—I I get your frustration, but I think it's unfair to single one person out when there's a bunch of others like him too. He just has more notoriety because of how much. Mirror Max, Blum, and the Weinstein's. There's no difference. Well, uh, we haven't heard Blum. anything about Blum, so I will I will not speak of Blum and the Weinsteins in the same sentence because we know what the Weinsteins did. We have not heard anything about Blum now. I just feel like I was sitting in someone's potted plant. Well, let me ask you, not to get off topic, but what what is your what guys' favorite do. Nightmare on Elm Street? Say that again. What are what are your guys' favorite <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, it's three. Nightmare three is most three. Of the, it's not mine, but it's most people. Uh, I loved I'm, four. I loved four. I I'm, four here's the four is a close second for me. This is yeah. going to get me a lot of shit. I love three, obvious for obvious reasons that I stated. Private. You like Dream Child? But like Dream Child? Is that what's what that? No, like I, I, no. Child? Five is like eh. <laughs> All right, I was going to say. I'm a big fan of, and I'm going to get a lot two? of shit for this. Part two. Freddy's dead. Really. Uh -huh. Freddy's, Freddy's dead. Huh. I'm trying to remember. Breckenmire. I, um, I personally always oh, had yeah. a lot of fun with New Nightmare. I New really Nightmare thought New Nightmare good. was really good. New New Nightmare yeah. is fun because it's it's again it's something different. I it's like taking it. that and crossing it's it over into meta. the real world in a way. It's very yeah, meta, but it was done it's very just well. before. It's two years before Scream, so right. it's Wes Craven going, "Hey." Here's I something I can do, right and just wait. The last good thing I was gonna put out, and I mean, Wes that was the last good thing Wes Craven put out. Wow. I'm not a Scream I'd say, fan. I'm not. A I fan I either, I think those four Scream films he did are actually good, and some of them have their problems. Yeah, but that's more screenwriting than direction. The, the, the I still I I actually have enjoyed all of the Scream films. The problem are they the greatest ones? The no. It's the same thing regurgitated. I just had a conversation with somebody about this stream. It's the boyfriend. It, there's no new, no Thanks. new, like. I think I'm going to be kicking Ron and Jeff off the show. Neil, how do you feel about it? But I will say, by that, best friend or the boyfriend, it's not throwing yeah. us for a loop anymore. It's like. But you know, by that same logic, you can argue that Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street didn't do anything different because it was the same slasher coming back, killing more teenagers at the camp oh, or I killing agree. teenagers at That's the drink. Like ah, so, ah. and, and I'm not trying to discredit anything. I'm just. But you know, trying to have a, Street, just a conversation. Demon. <laughs> I mean. You know what I mean? And now, okay, here's a big question I would love to hear your opinions on, Neil. Um, 
How did Jason survive one through four with all the shit that happened to him? I mean, he took an axe to the fucking head. Michael Myers never even took an axe to the head. Well, I mean, that's when you got to suspend disbelief in that franchise. That's where that term came from, basically, in American cinema. Suspend disbelief, I mean, is horror film term. Didn't, didn't yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he would have been dead. He wasn't a zombie at that point. He would have been no. dead. But how do you explain a lightning bolt jolting into him and revering like he's Frankenstein? What didn't Nightmare on the first Nightmare on Elm Street come out the same year as Final Chapter? Yeah, 84. Yeah, 84. that's what I thought. Then why does Final Chapter look like so more so so, so polished in comparison? That should have been the last one, really. Part four, see the thing is part four went back to part two. <clears throat> It was very similar to part two, a bunch of kids going to the Camp yeah. Crystal Lake. That house was still on Camp Crystal Lake, and they just get, you know, killed one by one off, you know. It, it's very much like part two. Um, I think that they purposely did that because three was completely different. They weren't even at Camp Crystal Lake in part three. They are at some no, barn, barnyard. Mm -hmm. Three was more comical. I mean, he... Uh, Brooker was scary as shit, and some of those scenes were really fucking scary in the barn, and the music tying in and just like the, right. you know, the way it was filmed and, and, but the final girl was fucking horrible. I forgot her name. She was horrible. She should have died. I mean, she was just wimpy. She was horrible. You're going from Ginny, Ginny to that. It's just like, oh, come on. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a, it's a huge step down. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it just didn't work. They were trying to make like, kind of let's, let's, let's put it in a different area. And they were trying new things at that point. And then, they were like, fuck it. it. Part two worked. People love part two. Let's just make four like part two again. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Would, so you, argue, would you argue that part four doesn't have a final girl? It has a final boy? Right, Corey Feldman, yeah. No. But, then, and then, but then that bothers me. It's, like in five and it's six, almost like a final girl at that point, though. Oh, but I mean, the mother. The mother is the final. Like, the mother. The mother of the house. Yeah. She yeah. survives with yeah. Corey. Yeah, so yeah. I just well, I like Corey because I related to Corey Feldman's character. He was in the fucking masks and oh, you mean Little Tom Savini? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> and at that point, I was a big Corey fan too. So I mean, you know, how many robots is that? Thirty-five. <laughs> you need a haircut. Yeah. Do I really have to get a haircut? Oh, one could argue he got one. Die. That was yeah. That was you know what that was. That was Chekhov's haircut. It gets mentioned at the beginning of the movie, and then he cuts <laughs> it on his own at the end. That was crazy, though. It, it's just yeah. like, he was so menacing, like, die, in the way they filmed it. Part four was great. But it's now... No I want to come back three, to part two. Part three had the best music. Yeah, Remember the music? The yeah. Yeah. Intro music? yeah. I want to say, I want to come back to, to part two real quick here. I want to say... Um, I liked the idea of the dog muffin disappearing for a while. Yeah. And we're like, everyone's like, oh, did Jason kill a dog? And then she shows up at the end like, no, I'm fine. But is that last seg segment, is that a dream sequence? That's right. That's what one that's can what argue that we're not really sure. Paul die? He's there at the end. And I mean, if that's a dream sequence, can we just discount Warrington Gillette from being in the fucking uh, series altogether? Then that's because true because then that would be Ginny's mind, what she's perceiving Jason to look like without the sack. 
and we never and did see what he looked like technically if that's a dramatically from two to three and it's supposed to be the next yeah. day to me those are really bad on day. a personal just in my personal the opinion, barber part two is just creepy it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a it's a pure slasher film. I mean, the way he runs after his victim, like the, just the way yeah. Gaff played Jason is just, it's uncomparable. It's just, to, in my opinion, I mean, people like the big medicine hockey mask and the mechanic green thing. I get it. I get it. But for me, having been a, a slasher fan and grown up with slasher films and it, it, I like the films that it actually influenced, so I'm in that kind of world right. where he couldn't have played him any better. Just his movements were like a real guy um, when he's chasing her under the car, going around. It's scary. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. Part three really didn't. Part part four, he was just very vicious and menacing, but it wasn't as scary as part two. Part two was very scary. The scary part of part three was when Shelly was trying to get sex and she turned him down. It's like I I can feel it. I can I understand what you where you're coming from, Fat Man. I get it. I get it. Oh shit! I think that, he was. Oh have, god! Did anybody have sympathy for him? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I, I do like <laughs> Larry Zerner right. is now on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it, and he was breaking down the lawsuit, so we knew what was going on. That's that was that. But was he's cool. not a whore yeah. like Ari Lerman, like really milking the oh, whole. I was in, I was for, I was chasing for two seconds. In the first one. And it was supposed to be Noel Cunningham and not Ari yeah. Lehman. Oh, that guy. He goes to every convention. I, I like that this Jason in two is that vicious, nobody is safe. Anyone who's within his eyeline is yeah. fodder. Right. By the time we get to four, he's focused on, on Tommy Jarvis. For some reason, he's focused there. It's not really stated, but part two, yeah. part two is just menacing and relentless. And anyone who argues, oh well, Jason doesn't run. It's like watch part two, and then realize oh, yeah. that's what that's what the remake Jason that's was more based on is that part two. Yeah. He'll move slowly if he needs to, but if he needs to run at you viciously to take you out, he's going to cover a lot yeah, of ground. You're fucking slash, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's I mean, that whole segment in the remake where she's in the water and she's trying to avoid him, and he's just standing there the whole time. And every time she moves, mm -hmm. he moves with her. You know, like like so, like I'm yeah. not going anywhere, bitch. And the and one of the things that in the remake that I think they got they did really really well is when uh supernatural guy Jared Padalecki's looking for his sister and he's going door to door and that old woman says, "Hey, look, you don't don't go looking for her, just leave no, it alone." Just so you remember them, guys, that we have nine more fucking movies to do. And we yeah, shouldn't be focusing yeah, yeah. on the other nine. <laughs> oh, while we're trust me, there's a lot to talk about in any of those other movies. Well, I, I just I just want to throw that out there. I mean, <laughs> we've watched quite a few different movies at this point. It's like, we got to remember, man, save some of that for those Okay, too. okay let's, let's, let's go around the bend here. This is part two for me. What makes part two the best for me is, well, the, I'll just break down the elements. You got Crazy Ralph, right, for a little bit. Right. Spewing his shit, like warming doom. You're all doom. You got Deputy Winslow, death. You got the best final girl, Amy, Amy Steele, Ginny, who's a badass, fights on Jason, takes him out. You got Dash, who's the creepiest fucking Jason, in my opinion, with the get up, with the sack head. And, and you got the just really imaginative kills. You see some of them and some of them you don't. And one of the most frightening kills for me was Vicky. 
I mean, that's that just makes it the go for me. Right. Mine's, mine's Mark because it's just. I mean, I'm not laughing at handicapped people like some people on this panel, but um, JD. Yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> he was great. Yeah. I mean, his kill was fantastic. Just because well, my, just no, my initials are JD doesn't mean I take that. You 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 mentioned the two side like the double bladed machete, but when he takes it in the face, um, like well, I'm not gonna mention. Yeah, we'll stop there. But when he takes the machete in the face, it looks like it's the back side of the machete, which means a couple of things. This is a super strong Jason, and two, the fact that he let him roll all the way down those stairs and then go back to get the machete means he's got really good cardio. Yeah, he was in shape, uh, J Jason. He was he was thin and more athletic yeah and i mean well what's interesting is the the one the one in the franchise that really wants to make it a point that jason does not run as part six he does not run at all he and somehow he fucking catches up to the people they're running through the paintball guys he just ends up catching up with them while walking really fast and he actually I he mean, came out of a tree when does jason come out of a tree you know, I mean, it's just yeah. Some of the some of the stuff is when you guys go on in this in the <laughs> later shows, you, you're gonna find some shit that's like, you know. But the most cohesive, you know, like I said, even story wise, is part two. I mean, that's true, Colin. You know. Yeah, yeah, he does slow yeah, down. Jason, after Jason, Jason. Zombie, zombie Jason adheres to the Romero rule. But even part five, you can well, argue that that one he wasn't running around. Either. At least they didn't go too far with the Romero rules, where you know, after so many of them, you just make shit movies. Hey, watch it! Well, I, uh, the last few of his movies, I'm sorry, they they weren't the best. I like most Survival people, of the Dead. Most people love Dawn of the Dead, but I love Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead is. See, my I'm I'm a Day of the Dead guy. I yeah. love Dawn, but Day is just. Just, it's yeah, a just, great story, and it's just so nihilistic. Like, there's no happy ending for anyone. Well, I'm they so get away in the end. Don't get me wrong. I, I like when movies have a hopeful ending. My thing is, when it's a zombie apocalypse type situation like Day of the Dead, there's really no happy outcome, because no matter where you go, it's going to follow. So, in that moment, they flew away. They're on that island or whatever on the beach. But for how long were they okay? It looked like a couple because of again they're going to have to take off, and at some point, yeah. there's there's no, yeah, it's just so open, and I love that because it's like, well, you're away for now. But Plus it's just dead, Ken Frey had one of the best lines though. You know, when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the earth. You know. Well, and that's the thing is you <laughs> mentioned nihilistic endings. He gets into the helicopter and he says, "How much fuel do we have?" And she's like, "Not much." And like, all right, well, they fly away. And you know, that's uh, that's you know, I I I came up with all my own stories about uh, like uh, I don't know if that the 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 Romero Foundation and bloody. Disgusting. You had to come up with your own stories to make them be fucking decent to you. You you want me to put my penis in your mouth anyway? No, um, I'm just a, a fucking land diary and survival fucking sucked. The most he died on a low note. The most buzzkill ending Romero did was the original Night of the Living Dead. The fucking black guy he survives and then they shoot him. The fucking yep. hooks shoot him. Have you seen that I meme going around that people are saying that that um, uh, LL Cool J was the first black man to survive a horror film? And uh, I, and I think that was made just to get under real horror fan yeah. skin. I don't think he anyone truly believes. Black man though, whose hat was like a shark's fin. <laughs> 
Buster Rhymes died, right, in that resurrection? No. No, he's no. I haven't watched those in fucking ages. He survived that. I mean, you I mean, have Ken Peter from Bonnie survives. Terry Alexander but, survives. That's just two right there. Shavar Ross survives uh, Friday the 13th, part five. You know, mm -hmm. Reggie the Reckless. Yeah. I mean, you I were talking about Demon Knight. Eat the goddamn enchilada. You were talking about uh, Night of the Demons, because you were watching, Ron, you were watching the Joe right, Bob thing. Yeah. Yep. That's the Black Kid and that does not <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So I think it was made just to see how many horror fans were going to go, technically, you're wrong. You're wrong. I think it was somebody who knew what they were doing. Just one of those, like, I'm just going to poke and see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, Ramiro's, you know, his, his trilogy was, you know, and I mean, some of the later ones were all right. I think Video Diary of the Dead. I mean, it just got kind of ridiculous after a while. Yeah, like I said, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Survival yeah. of the Dead. I mean, he he did those ones like literally just you know pretty quick right before he died and I mean it's just just to keep like I said talk about dying you. on a fucking low note you start off way the fuck up here fucking end at the fucking bottom and die you get lazy I mean land land is land's not as bad as everyone says land is land is is not great land but land, land has its moments it is I talk about how they've announced that they're making Twilight of the Dead. Based on I've heard about that. Yeah, and, um, what's his name's going to direct it? The guy um, who did Session 9. Yeah. Eh, I mean... Hey, we'll see, we'll we'll see, see what happens. You know. with the strikes we'll, going we'll on. See. Romero's best Horror's thing changed. might have been fucking Juice on the Loose. There's so many different genres of horror now, though. It's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's it's good and it's bad. I mean, it's it's good that it got popular. There's There's just so much... Stuff going on, man. Like, like you know, paranormal horror now, situational horror, um, home invasion. Um, what's it? Uh, found footage. I mean, there's everything. Like, every one of these subgenres has their time of the light. Like in the eighties, it was slashers. Right. And the nineties, you get some just weird shit, and then you get, like you said, like vampires are big for a while, and then there was, you know, zombies were huge for a while. The, so everything the 90s, gets its own little thing. VHS stuff was yeah. some of the best stuff, though. I oh, that was VHS. some of the most fun. VHS 99, that was fantastic. That was I, a lot I, of fun. That was a lot I, of fun. Um, the original VHS was fantastic, too. I like that series. I also like Ty West's House of the Devil. That was House of the Devil cool. is so yeah. fucking good. That I have to go back and rewatch that I because I was trying to watch it. and It's a slow burn, but it's... it's really I was trying to watch it too late at night, and I fell asleep. This and, is how much and there's I like nothing on the movie. That was me trying to watch it at midnight. Well, that's not smart. It's freaking After drinking. That's the thing is like I'm this is how much I like Ty West. I fucking hate Eli Roth. Like I hate him. So you're not gonna go see Thanksgiving? No, not at all. No. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him like I hate nerds at the comic shop who open their big fucking mouths about stupid shit. Okay. Did so, you like cabin fever? No. Um so the pro the, what I'm, the point I'm getting at is that I like I don't want to really watch anything he has anything to do with, but I still watch the Sacrament despite him producing it. That's how much I like Ty West, and the Sacrament was fantastic because yeah, it had good. I like Ty West. Uh, it had it had my it has my favorite I don't want to call him a B actor, but my favorite genre actor AJ Bowen in it. AJ Bowen's fantastic, and, if, and I'm giving a recommendation to everyone right now if you haven't seen it. Um, a horrible way to die. Fantastic movie. I've seen that floating around, but I haven't seen it. It's it's fucked, but in a great way. Yeah. 
I, I, who was it that did uh, your next? Was that also? That oh, was yeah, Adam good. Wingard. Adam yeah, Wingard. Okay. And that is the same guy who did Godzilla versus Kong. That's right. Adam Wingard. I think Ty West had a role in that or something. Yeah. She's so hot. That's that's why we're back in front. Yeah. That's why I'm back and watching. I'm like, okay, it's got Barbara Crampton, and not. I had just watched uh, was it From Beyond not long before I finally got around to checking oh, your name. Reanimator. Oh, oh. smoking. Oh, Reanimator is a favorite of mine. I unfortunately didn't see it growing up, but once I found it, it's kind of like with Frankenhooker. I didn't see it young enough, but it still has nostalgia for me. Yeah, those because that's I, if I would have been able to see it as a kid, I would have loved those movies. And you know what? Yeah, you didn't you know have to. You didn't have to worry about going back and seeing um, uh, Basket Case because you could just watch Malignant. I've never seen oh, I've, already, I've seen, but I remember Basket, Basket Case. Yeah, Malignant I've, I've is. Malignant yet. I don't understand yeah, how it got I haven't made seen it because it's. The I'm most slacking, sad. guys. I haven't seen Hereditary either. I'm what? Slacking. Yeah, I never seen it. I just, you know, some of them. Every, have... You can't get to everything. I mean, that's the way I feel. I have an entire list that I'm trying to go. I mean, through. I catch I mean, a lot of stuff. I watch a lot of slasher, even even modern. Like Fender Bender was great. These are these are still open twenty four hours. These are all modern slasher films, but they're they're throwbacks to the old eighties stuff. So, you know, that's what I tend to watch a lot of. But I mean, you know, I catch some of these gems like House of the Devil, which is not a slasher by any means. It's a fantastic film. Um, Your next is, had a great twist, home invasion film. Um, I like Tosh. I liked um, "Don't Breathe." These are these are horror yeah. films. They're just like a different, you know. It's a it's a new movement. It's a progressive movement. Would you of Would you say the current king of horror films is Mike Flanagan? Mike Flanagan. Um, he did Hush. Uh, he did that, you know, I see, I Gerald's Game. His name, okay. Uh, Doctor like Sleep. Um, Gerald's Game. He did uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. He did The Haunting of Hill House. He did The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, okay. He's doing the upcoming coming out uh, next month. Uh, tale uh, was it Fall of the House of Usher? So he's very prolific. Oh yeah. Wow. He seems um, to be Stephen King's new go-to guy because Frank Darabont's busy doing something <laughs> else, I guess. Gerald's hey, game. If, you make, if you make good movies, you make good movies. I mean, have you guys ever heard of? I could recommend a really batshit crazy horror film to you. Murder Party. Oh yeah, that's yes. uh, fantastic. Yes, Jeremy Murder Stone Party is fantastic. And I, I know not DVD. It's regardless of how you feel about the about the uh, Scream movies, the the last one, there was actually a shout out to Murder Party with the brown knight costume in there. And I, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I went, okay. All right, you guys, you guys know something. I love that movie. Well, I've seen it like four about, times. What's funny about that is all, uh, Jeremy Saulnier's movies all feature Macon Blair, and Macon he, Blair. He's great. Yeah. And, and he's, it, he directed the new. Uh, he directed the uh, 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 the Toxy remake. Okay. So and it's nuts, but he play. He's in Green Room, which is fantastic. Room is yeah. Fantastic. He's in uh, Blue Blue Ruin. Oh Blue my God. Room? Yeah, Blue Ruin is so fucking good. I have not seen that one yet. Oh, it's insane. But Green Room, anyone who can argue Green Room isn't a horror movie, I say you haven't seen Green Room because it's definitely. Well, it's definitely actually a, a, yeah, no, it's uh, scary. Yeah. A Z, it's a uh, 
what they call that is situational horror now. Yeah, I've you never been afraid of Patrick Stewart, but in that movie, I'm like, Patrick Stewart is a cold motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. There's actually a um a, a horror movie I'd like to, another one I'd like to recommend. It's a zombie film. It was made for, I think, like maybe five grand, and it's called The Battery. And it was... um. I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Really it's a good. Film, right? Yeah. Jeremy Gardner, uh, and then he went on to do Tex Montana Must Survive, which was free online, uh, making fun of like uh, uh, Bear Grylls type shit. And then uh, he made a film called After Midnight. And uh, fuck, is that, it's really good too, because it's like you think you know what's going on. And then something completely different happens. And What's After Midnight about? I think I've seen that. It's a guy's woman leaves him, and he's kind of just like going through the motions. But then every night a monster comes to the house. And throughout the whole thing, you think it's the it's the girlfriend. But I'm not going to say Oh, anymore. yeah, I did see that. It's, with, it's, uh, like, it's like Gardner. Out in the yard. It's uh, Bray Grant um, yeah. and uh, Henry Zabrowski. Um, it's just, it's so good. and. Uh, yeah, it's Jeremy. You know, I've I've talked to Jeremy Gardner before, and uh, it's he's very humble, down to earth. And those are the kind of people that you want to watch their movies because you know that they are doing mm -hmm. it. They love doing it, not because they're trying to get people to love them, like I do stuff for. Have you guys ever seen? You can see it. This one, Jack. What? Jack Brooks, what? Monster Slayer. What the hell is that? God. JB is so upset that everybody's talking over him right now. <laughs> I, I, come to, I just don't give a fuck. I mean, All right, so let's, let's, break it down. Let's, break, let's break it down. What does everybody give part? Let's go. We'll start with we'll start with JB. What is what do you what do you give Friday the Thirteenth Part Two uh, out of ten? I all right, like compared to the first one, which I, I absolutely love. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I hate Part Two, which I still have repeating again on my TV over here. But it's, I'd give it an eight compared to the nine I gave part one. I think part one still is a little bit better than part two. But, I mean, when we get a little bit of comedy, which I think is great, but I don't think it really helps with a horror movie. Um, as in comedy, I'm talking anytime you see somebody in a wheelchair go downstairs, it is fucking hilarious. And you got handicapped twice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He did. He got handicapped twice. Yeah, I, I love that. Hey. Um, I, the the um, the hammer claw to the back of the head's fucking great. I mean, there's some great kills in here, but correct me if I'm wrong. We only see nine fucking bodies, and I just I don't know. It's it's good. It's you know I I will say that Neil's favorite kill in this is probably my least favorite kill um but i think it probably also has to do with the fact that part two was out years before i was born i've seen similar kills hundreds of times before i saw this so for me it was just it didn't have the same impact gotcha. and but i i'll end it with you know it's an eight out of ten i wish they'd kill more people in wheelchairs Okay, and Neil, what what do you give part two out of ten, and why? Well, I will say this: I I would go on. I would be as bold to say that part one and two are probably on the same level of of likeness for me. Um, I mean, overall, I like part two the best, but one is 
a masterpiece in, as far as the slap film because of the, the um, surprise. Um, Pamela twist. Twist, yeah. I mean, nobody saw that coming. So I have to give, you know, but like I said, I like, I love one through four. Those are like my, you know, I love those ones. But two, overall, two is my favorite, and I, it's a 10 out of 10 for me as far as a slasher film goes. Quintessential slasher film. It's not my favorite slasher film, but it's it's in my top five for sure. My favorite slasher film is My Bloody Valentine, 1981. Love that film. Nice. But, you know, part right, two is, okay. is just, it, it, it's to me, it's the best in the franchise as far as slasher films go. Jeff? Same question. This is <laughs> this is this is a solid seven for me. I mean, that's not taking anything away because these movies all rank very close to each other for me. Because they're all so much fun. Hey Chuck, he says two is king. Few people will agree with you here. I I love the entire franchise. I this was the one I grew up watching. This franchise is what I grew up watching more than anything else that was on TV. So my exposure was like seven and four not no not four seven and six were on tv all the time and then i'd start to see the earlier ones and then when i finally got hold well, of one of the first box yeah. sets i went through and saw them all was like this this is so much fun it was the opposite for me you know so like i saw six and i saw four in the theater like i saw as a kid two was always on movie channel always so me and my brother yeah. neighborhood kids my cousin we'd all watch two so it just resonated more like it was always on yeah. The later ones weren't really on um, as much. Yeah, I kind of had to seek them out. Yeah. Um, and at that point, I kind of lost interest. But, you know, I love the, I love the menacing, you know, fucking big, fucking 300-pound, huge-shoulder Jason. You know, he's just fucking ferocious. I mean, he, part four is what started that. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, like from a slasher standpoint, purist... It's one and two, because they're they're yeah. the most influenced by Giallo slasher films. Oh, you know, definitely. Films. definitely. So and when I give this a seven, it's not right. So yeah. I mean, I, I saw it where it took a turn. So for me, it resonated more when it was a human Jason slasher versus a zombie. A lot of lot of younger kids, a lot of kids love the zombie Jason. You know, because he's just a badass. But, you know, so you I gave it a seven, Jeff. Yeah, I give it a seven. That's not to discredit it in any way, just because it's... He just wishes there would have been two people in wheelchairs that got killed. No, no, but I will <laughs> say, as far as, pe as far as people in wheelchairs who deserve to get killed, Franklin is number one on my list. Oh, fuck yes. Yes, Franklin has to go. But Franklin, yeah, but did Mark deserve it? No, Mark to, didn't deserve it. Franklin deserved it. If I have Franklin. any more fun today, I'll think I can take it. Oh. Sally, you think you think that guy can follow us? Sally, you think that guy's following us? I think he's a vampire. Um, I'm gonna go with a nine out of ten. Yes. Um, and that's the highest I'll give any of the films. Um, because a ten out of ten is reserved for for me. Uh, Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two. Dawn of the Dead. Uh, 78. Um, Thunderpants. What's that? Thunderpants. Oh, yeah, Thunderpants Thunder gets an 11 out of 10. Uh, yeah. That's Chuck Daniels' favorite movie, by the way. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Mixture of uh, British comedy and fart jokes. I mean, Chuck has never been so happy. 
part two is like the most is the one that's going to give you the most creeps because it, you think it could be your neighbor. You don't know who it is underneath the hood, and they're moving like a human. It's a and, real guy. Yeah. Yeah, and they're they're like on the chair when he she's under the under the bed and he stands on the chair. The chair breaks. You know what I mean? Well, so yeah. like, it's but, very realistic. Okay, now JB, I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, um, I just wanted to ask you real quick. You cannot tell me that when when Vic when she comes up and she opens the sh and he pops up, that's not freak. Pops the way he pops up with the the sack and the, you know, pops up out of the bed. That shit it is freaky as fuck. Farts are always funny, Chuck. <laughs> Just the way that he comes out of that bed is like, and the music goes. It's just and it's, it's and it's the first well, reveal we have of him. Yeah, you know, it's not, like, it's not that it's not freaky. It's just it's not my personal favorite, and. I'm not saying it's like it's bad by any means. It's just, right. you know, it's it's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's not you. fucking hammer claw to the back of the head. It's not. Fucking... It's also not some guy getting killed in the dark that we can't see, and he's yelling out, "He's murdering me!" Fuck, like it, it, we'll get there. We'll get there. In general, though, like <laughs> it, to me, it's it's hard to top the sleeping bag kill. That's it's, funny as shit. To me, that was funny. Just, I, I love it. And it's one of the things about horror is the kills in any horror movie, as much as we love that movie, the kills are subjective. You may right. not like 10 of the 11 kills, but if that one gets you, then you're going to be like, I mean, there's reasons we don't forget that one. There's two, there's two reasons. I have a question for everybody before we go ahead and start to wrap everything up here. Horror movies in whole, I want to know what's your favorite all-time kill. And I'm not saying just Friday the 13th. As a whole, horror movies. What is your all-time favorite kill? I'll start it off. Pogo Stick with Leprechaun. Fucking love that kill. What about you, Neil? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um... That's a tough one. You know the 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 head in the steaming hot dog water and my bloody Valentine was pretty fucking vicious yeah. and then the, the ship pops up to the into the in the water in the pan, but uh, you know I love my bloody Valentine. But even the nail gun, it's a good movie, the nail gun in the dark room with the right nails right through the the, the the head. There's a lot of good ones. I don't know if I can narrow it down to to a, a favorite one. That's no? tough, man. Yeah, I, that's a tough one. <laughs> How about you, Ron? Mine is a tie between two. Um, the first one, it, you can probably see coming. It's Kirk's death in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He yeah. walks up those steps and then wham, out of nowhere. There's Oh, other, yeah. The you know what I mean? Boom. Yeah, and then the way he slams the door and the music that like when like Sting hits, it's just like, there's that is like the perfect death. But, you hear the doom. Yep, and the the death I think I have the most fun with, aside from um, the handicapped guy who gets handicapped two more times because he also gets a machete in the face and he also dies of AIDS afterwards. Um, if people this is Ron's know. favorite disease. No, shut up. Just because Walker told you you have it. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with Joey 
from no not joey what the fuck is his name oh i gotta look it up here um it's such an inconsequential death um oh philip philip's death mm. in nightmare three well you can't forget welcome to prime time bitch that's that great, crazy. but mine for I love that kill the 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 marionette kill in part yeah three so yeah, much was good too. I put it in one of my movies. That was a good kill. I, yeah, I, that's up there for me. Yeah, I like walking. That sure, Freddy's kills were inventive. They were really yeah. creative. I mean, there's a the kill in part four with the Roach Motel, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. they check in, but they don't check out. Or what about the needles? The heroin needles in um, the multiple uh, Let's get high. high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or my favorite line, my favorite um, uh, one-liner kill from Freddy is, uh, believe it or not, it's not "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch." It's like he he picks up um, he picks up Will and he says, "Sorry, kid, I don't believe in fairy tales." And then right in the yeah. chest, Dungeon Master. Yeah. <laughs> I like the simple when he's Nancy. This is God. Yeah. It's so yeah. simple, but it's so effective. Yeah. yeah. With Tina. Yeah. That was a, a brutal death right there. Tina's death was fucking. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Well, the original, the, I think mm -hmm. the original Nightmare on Elm Street is a masterpiece of a horror film because it, it incorporated the supernatural so good with uh, with Slasher. Just it married those two perfectly. So then you have to wonder who's a better final girl. Is it Amy Steele or Heather Lang? That's tough. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's Ooh. a good one. That's a tough one. Or Laurie Strode. Or Laurie Strode. Definitely not Adrian King. She just annoyed me. No, and then, and not Sally Because <laughs> uh, Sally just took off the first chance she got. I would say that's yeah. too much. I would say, but she's the best screamer. I would say that the the um, I also like the um, when the hitchhiker bought it at the end of Chainsaw because it looked real. When the Black Maria hit him, yeah, yeah, it's a really cool picture. And I really love I love the fact that the guy that was driving the Black Maria had bigger boobs than any <clears> other <throat> in the movie. That guy must have been like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Right. Well, they actually, I, I don't, I forget what company did it, and I want to get a copy of it, but they put out the um the Blu-ray of um Chainsaw in a Black Maria with the mm -hmm. whole trailer. Yeah, it's a trailer, number number of years ago now, but I remember uh, seeing that. It was the, they had the 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 Leatherface apron and shit in there. That's yeah. Hey, Uncle Ron, I want to recommend a book to you since you love Part Two so much. Yes. Uh, Sackhead, the retrospective by R.G. Henning. Okay. Great I'll book. Okay. It's, uh, it's on Amazon. It's um all about part two. It breaks. He breaks down the whole film. Um, I'm in. It's called Sackhead, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two Retrospective. Okay. Really good book. Awesome. I'll check it out. And it's uh 18.99 on paperback. Yep. 18.99. I'm kidding. I don't. Yeah. And for those Good who are book, interested though. in that, I posted a link to the Amazon where you can go and check that book it's out. A good, if you're really into part two, it's good. If, if it's not your favorite, maybe skip it. You have to, if you have the Crystal Camp memories, you're fine. You know, but That's, this is all yeah, about you're okay, Cass. You've got that. <laughs> I've got the book. I've got the Blu-ray. I've got his name was Jason. I've, yeah. I, Sometimes I like watching I'm a those fan. documentaries. Sometimes I like watching those documentaries more than the movies. Oh, yeah. I just I put them on his background noise. Yeah, but yeah, 
No, because I know Renny Harlan was being racist in part four. Great, great documentary, and the fact they have Corey Feldman in the beginning going, you know, doing doing the Paul, uh, yeah, the John Fury thing. Yeah. Well, I think he now rates it too, right? I think so. Yeah. Why don't you uh, wrap everything up? I got to step away for a second, but I'll be back. Well, hold on a second. I want to give my. uh... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. it's it's your (laughs) turn. There's, there's not really like. I mean, I could probably go through and really think about favorites, and it's it's hard to pick just one. But as far as ones that stuck with me, I'm gonna reiterate what Ron said. It's the marionette kill from three. That's one because I remember as a kid seeing that and just feeling it. Just be like, it's visceral. It's just so gross, but yet it's so cool. Another one, and it's not so much a kill. It's from Day of the Dead, and I'm sure Neil's gonna get this. It's when Steel decides to take himself out. It is one of the most realistic. Put the gun in the mouth and fire, and the and the way it hits out of the back, and the way he just slumps down, he's done. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, as he's just like, there's no hope. I'm not turning into one of those things. Bam. Yeah. And he just slumps. There's no like, there's no dramatics to it. It's gun in mouth, fire, slides down, done. I'm surprised nobody mentioned. Our uh, Zito, uh, their Frank Zito, blowing his fucking the the head shotgun in the car. There, the guy, <laughs> I I yeah. I thought about that when I was like, man, that's a good one too. Just blowing up Tom Savini's head. I mean, but yeah, then was, then it's like I like that one, and then on equal footing is the head explosion in Scanner. So I'm like, which one is really? I'm like, yeah. It's on any given day, I go back and forth between which one I like. Yeah, that. The that first time I saw it, I was like, "What the fuck?" I just go, "What the fuck is this?" And by the time I was done, I was like, "I just did a review. I enjoyed this letterbox." Yeah, talking about your letterbox. For those who do want to check that out, the link is right here, so you can go and check him out there and see what he's been yeah, doing on his letterbox as well. Shit on there. It's random. Just it's so many different genre films on there. I just if I decide to review a fucking film, I just throw it up there. There's some weird I, films up there that I reviewed. I try to keep better tabs on my letterbox, just not only for the other podcasts, I do, but just in just in general, just in general. If it's something new, I'm dropping it in because I'm like, okay, I want to keep track. Because sometimes at the end of the year on my other show, I'll kind of go through and be like, here's some stuff that really stuck out. Kind of go back through and pick the ones that I recommend people see. But now, do you guys watch like I've been getting a lot of into a lot of this like. You guys might laugh at this, but like I don't even know how to describe this kind of horror, but there's like these new wave kind of it's because of the streaming services, but you have like tragedy girls and stuff like that. It's like it's like a very stylistic horror. I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm interested I'm interested like in checking it. out basically anything. As it's, I mean, I'll give anything a like, shot and if it's bad, I just move on to the next thing. It, I guess I guess it's a new genre. They call it new camp horror, but it's been but that's been around for a while. Where like all cheerleaders must die and Jennifer's body, all that kind of stuff. Right. Girl, getting that's back like, to that maniac kill because I was still listening. Um, it's um, <laughs> the the best thing about that headshot is that it's Tom Savini blowing up Tom Savini's head because he was the one holding the cha- the the shotgun. And I will argue that maniac is one of the better remakes the 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 one with elijah wood i really like that movie 
Ron, I think you and I have reiterated that at least six or seven different times during podcasting together. I and you mentioned I, it on the last episode. I gotta say that's that that's definitely one of the freakiest movies I've ever seen. That's a freaky movie, Maniac. That's some deep good psychological shit going on in there in the mannequins and yeah. Joe Spinell is fantastic in that. And it's so weird because I saw Rocky before I saw Maniac. Oh, Joe Spinell was fucking amazing. I saw Rocky really before I saw yeah. Maniac, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. That guy didn't you lose taxi, all his money? He also was a taxi uh, taxi uh, boss and um, taxi driver. Mm. Yeah, the little, little That's right. Over. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I mean, no, he was, he was, he was good, Joe Spinell, yeah. But that was obviously... I mean, Star Crash just seemed like he was like, I get a paycheck, okay? What's that? Star Crash. I've never seen... I've, I've never seen... Hey, you don't need to. You can watch the MST3K if that's your thing, and it's fine, but... Hmm. It's well, basically... Really if Itali- 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 the Italians went, we can do Star Wars, right? And... Oh, I've seen a lot of bad films, though. Trust yeah. me. I've Same here. I've just gotten to a point where if something's bad, I'm just like, you know what? I saw it. I won't get that time back. Let's go find something good. Two things. One, Joe Spinell is ridiculously fucking underrated. And two, um, I'm also on Letterboxd, but I'll wait and I'll do like eight or ten movies in a row and I won't post anything for like three months. Yeah. And and it's always one line reviews. Just like, you know. I do do quick quick short term reviews, but um, I gotta be like I'll get in the rhythm and the mood, and then I'll just leave it for a little bit, and then I'll go back to it. And right. It. right, right, right. And see, with, with me, it's if it's something I know that I haven't seen, or maybe I don't have in there because I watched it so long ago before Letterboxd, then the first thing I do before I even hit play is I bring up Letterboxd and set my phone off to the side for when I'm done. I can pull it up, hit it, and send it out. That way, like I said, it's more of a record for me to keep track, but every once in a while I'll put in a review, a few lines or like something more I'll be motivated yeah. to write a, a quick review on it. If I'm like, yeah, I think the last, I, do, you know. I think the last movie I put in there was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three because I watched that a few weeks ago and I haven't seen anything Which I new. I didn't hate. I didn't since. hate. No, it was a, it was a fitting yeah. end to that. Yeah, I'm not much. I don't think I'm gonna watch that one. But I, yeah, I did I see the Flash. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, no, the Flash was the more recent one. I'm strictly Punisher and X Men. <laughs> what comes to that? That Flash movie was a giant gaping butthole until Michael Keaton showed up. Okay, deal. Uh, you mentioned Punisher. Punisher TV show that was on Netflix. What did you think? I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't watch it, to be honest with you, but I, I, the I love the Thomas I love Jane movie. Thomas Jane, yeah, that's but yeah. but those my Punisher film, and not because not because I, I I didn't see it until later because I saw the Thomas Jane version in theaters. But I all the one my favorite Punisher movie is Warzone because it looks like it came right off the fucking pages of a Garth Ennis book. The comic, yeah. Yeah. And and Ray Ray was just like the quintessential I don't care about anybody. I'm going to kill everyone. You know. Well and, he started out as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the Spider-Man yeah. comic. Well, I think that's that's kind of the thing that I, I liked about the Netflix series approach. And if it if it ends up on Disney, it'll probably change because it got violent. I got a lot. Is when he showed he showed up first in Daredevil, and he wasn't a good guy. They were yeah. the cops were like, he's killing people with 
no reason that we can tell other than they're criminals, but he can't just do that. So he was on trial at one point. And then the series well, kind of goes with him like, yeah, exactly. He's There was a line said that he said that Daredevil is, you, he goes, and I'm paraphrasing, he goes, you won't put them down, and I don't hesitate to do that. And I'm like, that's pretty much it right there. He's like, if you cross paths with me, I will, I will put you in the ground. And that was well, one I mean, thing that I liked. Got about. butchered by the mafia. Yeah. How? Where would your mind frame be? You'd be going fucking nuts. You know what I mean? His wife. Well, and- that's yeah. like I remember. I remember reading something, and um, Ghost Rider tried to use the penance stare on Punisher, and it didn't work. And he didn't know why. And he's like, because I have no guilt for anything I've done. I just don't care. And he even tells people, don't yeah. look at me like a hero, because I'm not a hero. <laughs> He's an anti-hero. Yeah, and, and not only that, He's but I remember in, in Civil War, the first Civil War comic, um, he killed somebody in front of Captain America, and Cap's like, that's not what we're about. That's not what we're going to do. And he's like, well, I'm not going to fight you, because you're Captain America. You're you know, an actual... Never got into Captain America you. any of that stuff. Just and the Captain America ended up beating the shit out of the Punisher, and he just stood there and took it. I mean, not to change the subject, but do any of you guys have any of the original 50s EC comics, like Vault of Horrors or any Crips 50, from the 50s, the originals, pre-Crips? Yes. Wow. I only have the 90s. I only have the 90s reprints in the books. I have... That's pretty... You know what I, I do have, have though? I've over 100 of them. I gotta show you guys stuff. I got these. Um, how do I do this here? The cards. Now oh, here we go. Can you All right, everybody, them? whip your dick out. The little comic cover cards. Oh, he's oh, gonna show series. you his. Oh, motherfucker! The whole series. Yep. These are my prized possession. And I, I only, I only kept but I only kept the comic cover ones. Yeah. I have all of them, including the promos, un- yep. unopened packs, everything. Um, I got everything between the comics. I got I unopened VHSs. And Neil, I have I got, the books, the Dark Horse books. Oh yeah. Six volumes. You know, all that stuff. But I don't have I got, any fifties ones. Oh, I got a bunch of them. Um, check this one out, Neil. This is one that you probably haven't seen before. What is, offic- is that beer? That's the official beer. Wow. Unopened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I have a little bit of a problem collecting those. <laughs> hey, it's not a problem. <laughs> I mean... Uh, it could be a lot worse to be collecting. It could oh, be a worse sure. habit out there. No, I have posters. I have T-shirts. Um, some officially licensed Crip t- uh, EC Comic T-shirts. I picked. Have up, you seen um, the uh, the uh, <laughs> laser discs? Yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> you got those ones. Um, I'm trying to think of the weirdest tales from the Crip things that I have. Hmm. The Crip Keeper like, flashlight. Stuff you could buy. That's a pretty good one. Oh, here you go. No. Not going off. So, 
don't know if you can see it very well, but no, you can't. That is a uh, animation cell. Right there. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys met Kister? Oh, all my stuff is signed. I've yeah, I've had him on the show. I've talked talk to him a lot. He's he's a great guy. He does yeah, the voice over like for the end of the show. Guy. What yeah. do you guys think of the creep show series on um well, um, I haven't watched it. Shutter was it on Shutter? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's on not Shutter. The greatest. I, I thought they were all right. They're not. They're obviously. Hit, it's like hit and miss. Hit and right. There's there's a high bar set with that original film. I like the. Well, I mean, the, the fucking films is what ruined it. Fucking part three is trash. Oh well, yeah. That I don't even consider that. Yeah. That part of the, part of the series really. I mean, no. it, it, you know, King and. They had nothing to do with that. That was those stories no, were horrible. No. I mean, my favorite story is not even in the, the original. I liked um, Chief Woodenhead. I love that story. Yeah, one of my favorite stories. Um, I like part two, the raft. The one that most people like is the least my favorite, the hitchhiker one. I thought that was stupid. Most people love that one because I like the raft one, but I like the raft and the Chief Woodenhead. I, I think the rap is probably one of the best ones there. But, but I always wondered why they only did three stories. The original had five. They should have did five um, in the second one. Too. Maybe less of a budget. I don't really know. Yeah, that's all I can think is that yeah. budget, time constraints. Yeah. Right. Three's just not enough. Just, you know. Nah. Well, uh, you know, it could be worse. You know, I mean, better than nothing. I mean, I'm glad we got a part two but you know what i mean like right go from five stories part one and it's like part two of that was still no it was still a lot worse than fucking friday the 13th part two though (laughs) (laughs) what What, what, all right everybody don't forget to tune in next week when we talk friday the 13th part three in 3d so get your 3d glasses ready and tune your channel uh to uh 32 and all sorts of other weird shit um yeah I'll I'll be sure to post in the group uh, on Facebook um, uh, what Spenguli said to do to make sure you so you can watch Creature from Black Lagoon. Um, disco and, music, and that music is so good. But uh, on that note, uh, JB, but, must... but the worst final girl in the film. Yeah, the worst final it's... girl. Yes. All right, everybody. Uh, so we'll see you next week. JB, would you like to take us out? Uh, yeah, yeah. First off, uh, Neil, thank you so much. Um, Coming on, sharing some of your uh, your knowledge, your insight with uh, Part yeah, Two. Thanks, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Oh, dude, of course. And um, a lot of fun. I posted all of his links everywhere, so everyone can check out everything that Neil has going on. Um, obviously, man. Um, feel free to get a hold of us at any point in time. You want to come back on and talk about any more? I would love to. Or I mean, whatever. Going you guys in order. Like, so. Whatever you guys, um, you know, I want to talk slasher films or whatever. I'll, I'll absolutely, would love to come back on. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much. Like I said, uh, remember, you can check out um, Neil at all his links. And if you're just listening to the podcast, those are also going to be in the show notes. Um, also, you can check out Ron, Jeff, and myself over at TalesFromThePodcast.com. All of our links are associated there. And you can also check out our newest thing where we've been adding things to our Patreon. So check that out. Um, I do have the hat, fellas. I do wear the hat. Yeah? Uh, Tales from the Podcast hat, yeah. Nice. I got the black one. 
I don't even remember making the hat. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it on um, because I'm a huge Tales from the Crypt fan. Obviously, that's how I got it. Ran into you guys. Um, right. I saw the. I saw it on um Redbubble. I, like, I got to buy this. And then Wait I a minute, contacted you guys. I, we don't have a Redbubble. Mm. Well, I got it off of there. <laughs> I wish you guys. Sued. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard of that happening. Uh, I got a friend who does horror art, and his stuff has shown up on some did, some no, other sites. That's put that up there. How does. would it get up there? That's that's odd. People have been known for stealing images and then just putting it on merch. I had a friend who, wow, like I said, who does funny. horror art, and he's had got, happy. I'm trying to support you guys, and I thought you guys got the that's not us the money for. Uh, that's a you, you have to send that's me a picture of this hat. I can show it to you right now. Hold on. Let's see, let's, let's see it real quick before we get out of here. I'm going to beat the fucking shit out of somebody. Yeah. <laughs> red, red bubble. Um, Whoa. You see that it? is old school. I'm too. on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that is not us. Wow. But that's the guy's logo, right? It was. That's the old logo. logo. Yeah. That's that the old one. one, yeah. 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 Somebody is... Wow, that's a bummer. I thought you yeah. guys thought it was you guys. Yeah, and unfortunately, it, it happens a lot. When you I've put seen that a lot hat of on, I, I think out. we might have made it finally. You know, I mean, <laughs> when you put that hat on, remember, I'm a big guy, so I'm going to be heavy on your head. Well, I mean, you know what it does, though. You know, I mean, it it it, it brought me to your guys' content, so because I checked you guys out, I saw it, so you know, at least it's doing that. Yeah, look um, at it that way. That's still crazy, though. Yeah, that is pretty shitty. I don't know. I thought it was you guys for sure. I I thought you guys maybe had a red bubble store set up, and no, but I see the store. Yeah, and there's a lot of you can maybe you could probably contact Red Bubble and find out how to get that shut down. I mean, yeah. do you guys copyright? I mean, how does that? Is it free range to like? Could I take? Oh your, no, you know? no! I I I own all of the stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that's, yeah. I would look into that, man. That's that's not right. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm I'm already uh, working on it. <laughs> that's yeah, definitely nice to know. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all this it looks like they it looks yeah. like that same person's actually stealing quite a few different designs from a different bunch of different stuff too. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, that thing's rampant. Like I was saying, a friend of mine does horror art that I met at one of the conventions out here in California, and for the longest time, we kept seeing just random stores. Yeah. Like he has a specific store with his stuff. They were taking his logo off and just reposting his artwork onto mugs, hats, shirts. And you could tell the quality was shit because they weren't even getting really good images. They were all blurry. This and one was, came out good and it's a decent quality hat, too. Yeah, which I'm surprised because normally they get, they yeah. just take whatever they can get. Came out really, really good, to be honest with you. I wish it was a little bit bigger. The image is a little bit small. But you could still see it, but I, it should be bigger though, so you could see it more. Oh, it would but be bigger that, if JD put it on there, and it's yeah. not because he has a big wiener. Hey, make another one bigger. I'll pick it up. You know, this is really um. I mean, the image came out good, and you could see it. It's two zombies, 
like a microphone, old school microphone, tell us from the podcast, but a little yeah, small. Yeah, I, I, I know. God damn <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I will. I will. Since JB's busy being litigious, I will close everything out. Don't forget to check out talesfromthepodcast.com. You can pick up your copy of Tales of Shock and Terror, issue number one, still available. Pick it uh, up. The Steward Universe pod podcast. Uh, check out uh, all of Neil's links. They'll be in the show notes. And if you're not watching live, check me check out. Check out the top 10 films. Yeah, top 10 if films. You're the, if you're in the film, you'll enjoy that site. It's a really fun Perfect. site. I'm on all social media at I'm Uncle Ron, I'm Uncle Ron.com. I want to thank you for being here, Neil. I want to thank you for bringing litigious means to our uh, our attention. And um, what's that? And part two, watch, watch, part it's two on Max right now. It's on Max right now. Go watch yeah. it. So, uh, if, it. Uh, with that being said, we'll see you next week. And uh, the crypt is wait, let me bring up the video here because I don't want to look like a fucking fool. Is it the new outro? I got, yeah. I, I got you. Exactly. All right. With no, that, that being said, the crypt is closed. Boom. For listening, kiddies, you're all a scream. <laughs>